The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that tallies the gains and losses of everyday history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're looking back on the dark day when Universal Studios caught fire and acres of Hollywood history went up in smoke. The day was November 6th, 1990. An arson fire swept through the Universal Studios' backlot. It was started on an outdoor film set known as Brownstone Street by a security guard with a cigarette lighter. The wooden building facades went up like matchbooks, and 50-mile-per-hour winds carried the flames to other parts of the backlot. It took 400 firefighters several hours to extinguish what was later described as one of the largest fires in L.A. history. By the time the smoke cleared, about 20% of Universal's standing film sets had been destroyed, along with countless movie props, costumes, and camera equipment. The total damage was estimated at more than $50 million, and while Universal was able to use insurance money to gradually rebuild most of the sets, there was no replacing all the history that'd been lost. The alarm was raised at 7.15 that evening, when a Universal Studios security guard received a call about a structure fire on Brownstone Street. There were still about 200 studio employees on the 420-acre property, as well as some tour groups, since the backlot also hosted a popular tram tour operated by the Universal Studios theme park. All the workers and park guests were evacuated, with no injuries reported, and firefighters arrived on the scene within minutes. The frenzied scene provided quite the spectacle for a group of politicians just half a mile away. It was election night, and hundreds of Republican Party members had gathered at the Universal City Hilton Hotel to watch the returns. And while the sight of a massive inferno likely put a damper on their celebration, it turned out to be a pretty fitting backdrop 
since the only Senate seat that changed parties that night went to a Democrat. Meanwhile, just down the hill, L.A. firefighters were also having a rough night. The blaze was being fanned by dry gale-force winds and fueled by row after row of wooden facades, classic cars, and combustible chemicals. Eventually, the fire began creeping up the hillside leading to the Tor Center complex, where a fleet of trams and several other theme park attractions were housed. First responders used everything they could to stop the spread, including fire extinguishers, garden hoses, studio water tanker trucks, and even water from the studio's Red Sea Tor attraction, a parting river meant to replicate a scene from Cecil B. DeMille's Ten Commandments. The fire burned for nearly three hours, but through the combined effort of 86 fire companies and six helicopters, it was finally contained. By that point, roughly four acres of famous movie sets had been lost, including city streetscapes used in movies like Dick Tracy and The Sting, as well as portions of Courthouse Square, which had featured prominently in the Back to the Future trilogy. Sets used in the filming of Spartacus, Ben-Hur, and To Kill a Mockingbird were also consumed by the flames, as was the wooden exterior of the King Kong Encounter, a popular theme park ride that featured a 30-foot animatronic ape. Thankfully, the building's water sprinklers were set off by the heat, saving the mechanical Kong and the rest of the ride system. In another lucky break, the vaults containing the studio's film archives were also saved along with the sound stages, where many films and TV shows were produced. One production that wasn't as lucky was Oscar, a comedy set in the 1920s starring Sylvester Stallone. It had been shooting on the Brownstone set just a few hours before the fire broke out, and the film's extensive period wardrobe, props, and 21 vintage cars were among the first things to burn. Oscar turned out to be central to the fire in more ways than one, Authorities later determined that the security guard behind the blaze had been hired specifically to protect the film's classic cars. 40-year-old Michael J. Houston had been contracted through a private security company called, ironically enough, Burns Incorporated. He'd been on the job less than two months before setting fire to the back lot. Houston was booked on suspicion of arson early the next morning after raising some red flags in his interview with fire investigators. He later admitted to having started the fire, for no particular reason, though his family members would attribute the crime to a mental disorder allegedly caused by his exposure to chemicals while serving in the Vietnam War. In the end, Houston entered a guilty plea at trial and was sentenced to four years in prison in January of 1992. Several weeks after the fire, Universal began the lengthy process of rebuilding what had been lost. Director Steven Spielberg took a special interest in the project, helping to design replacement sets that would retain the charm and details of the originals while also incorporating changes to better suit the needs of modern film crews. The reconstruction took years to complete, with Disney's Newsies being the first production to shoot on the freshly rebuilt New York sets. On the theme park side, only the King Kong encounter was closed after the fire, and only for about two weeks while the water damage from the sprinklers was repaired. The attraction reopened in late November during a ceremony honoring the 400 firefighters who had helped save the studio. According to a Universal spokeswoman, the three-story, seven-ton Kong animatronic was used to present a Top Banana Award 
along with 400 free tour passes for the patients of a local burn clinic. And while that sounds like a happy ending, don't raise your bananas in celebration just yet, because on June 1st of 2008, another massive fire broke out at Universal Studios, and that time, Kong didn't escape the flames. The second fire had been started by accident, after a worker used a blowtorch to warm asphalt shingles and then left before all of them had cooled. The most notable loss that day was the estimated 150,000 master recordings housed in the studio's music archive, including works by Billie Holiday, Louis Armstrong, and Aretha Franklin, among many others. But the biggest casualty, at least in physical size, was the King Kong encounter. The cherished attraction was completely gutted by the fire, with only four exterior walls remaining. Still, it's hard to keep a good Kong down, and in 2010, Universal opened a new attraction featuring the Great Ape right on the site of the original. It doesn't have a giant robotic ape with banana-scented breath like its predecessor. No, really, look it up. But perhaps some things are just too good for this world. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully, you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way by writing to this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.